Welcome to the Clovercrest Baptist Church podcast. For more information about Clovercrest Baptist Church, go to clovercrest.com.au. I wonder if you've ever had a time where you've struggled to hear something because there's just been too many voices or noises. You've struggled to really hear what's been said. Now, recently, this is a few weeks ago, the kids were all in the kitchen and I'm cooking and, you know, the, the stovetop's on, the range hood is going. There's a fair bit of noise happening and the three kids were, were talking about their bedrooms and something they wanted to change and there was just so much going on. They're all talking at once and I was like, yeah, yeah, sounds good. What I didn't realise, because I didn't listen very well, is I had just agreed to Ben, our 14-year-old, moving out to the shed with his own bed, fridge and TV, <laughs> apartment-style setup. So, um, thankfully, it wasn't in writing, <laughs> so it's never happening. Um, but because I didn't hear properly and there was just so much going on, I didn't hear what was said and just kind of brushed it off. And sometimes with our physical ears, we can miss things because there's too many noises, there's too many voices competing, or, or maybe there's barriers, masks make it difficult to hear. Maybe someone's in another room, there's a wall between you. Or maybe even at times we're a little bit deaf, or selective deafness that you might find kicks in at certain times. We can have trouble hearing, can't we, in a physical sense. But it's just the same with God's voice. We can have blockers that get in the way with hearing his voice. There can be too many noises, too much distraction or physical things, blockers, filters in the way that stop us from hearing what he wants to say to us. And today we're in week two of a three-week series looking at how we can hear God's voice. And today I'm really going to focus on what are those blockers? How do we tune those things out so that we can hear the voice of God with clarity. Because God is speaking. Our God longs to speak to all of us. He doesn't have any favourites. So how do we hear him for ourselves? If we look into the Old Testament, what we see is that there was a priest who would hear the voice of God. And the priest would then bring what God had said to the rest of the congregation. But we don't live in the Old Testament. We live after Jesus' death and resurrection. We live in the New Testament, the New Covenant. And so actually, we're the priesthood of all believers. Every one of us is a priest. We can hear the voice of God for ourselves. In John 10, we see Jesus says four times, my sheep will hear my voice. So if we follow him, if we say, yep, I'm your sheep, you're my shepherd, we're actually invited that all of us can hear the voice of God. Mike shared last week and gave us some great tips on how to tune in to hear God's voice, to see God in the everyday, to embrace our uniqueness, to be still and to have faith. And so if we are his sheep, if we say, yep, I follow him, he's, he's speaking, I should hear his voice, why is it that it's not always the case? Why is it that if we are honest, maybe our reality doesn't match that? And rather than dilute the gospel, what is in God's word, rather than dilute that to match our experience and say, God doesn't really speak anymore. What if the better question is, what do we need to change or shift so that actually our experience matches the truth, which is the gospel that our God is and does speak to all of us? Because the problem's not with him. 
He's not silent. He doesn't have favourites. The problem is with our spiritual ears, that there's blockers, there's things getting in the way. And so today I want to focus on three of these blockers that can get in the way. And the first one is our thoughts. Our thoughts can block us from hearing the voice of God. These thoughts that can come into our mind that can then create false beliefs and ruminate over and over. Thoughts like, I can't hear the voice of God. God doesn't speak to me. I'm not that way inclined. It's not my spiritual gift. You know, that's not how I do things. I'm not good enough to hear the voice of God. These thoughts that we can subscribe to in our minds, the lies that we might believe or even lies people might have spoken over us and said, oh, you, you can't hear the voice of God. That's not for you. These things are not true. They are lies because we read in God's word that he is speaking to all people. All of us are invited to hear the voice of God. Peter says in Acts 2, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Young, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. God's voice is for all people, young, old, male, female, all people. But sadly, our thoughts that we can get stuck in can get in the way. They can be a blocker for us hearing the voice of God. And they're lies that we can get trapped in. You know, one of the other thought patterns that can get in the way of hearing the voice of God is actually rationalism. When we decide we want to rationalise everything. Because our society, it can idolise intellect and rationalising things and just reasoning and, and almost to a point of scepticism. Now, I'm not saying it's not good to be wise and to be rational. That can be really good and healthy. We don't want to swing the pendulum all the other way. But when we rely too much on our own understanding, we can be at risk of dismissing the voice of God because, well, it doesn't make sense to me, so I'll dismiss that. That's not happening. That's not real. That's not God speaking. See, the danger is we dismiss him, but hearing the voice of God, it's not always logical. It's a spiritual experience. It doesn't always seem logical to us. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Now, the word for lean in this passage is really about putting like all of your entire weight, like your entire body leaning on where it takes everything of you. And what this proverb is saying is don't put your entire body weight on your own understanding. Don't lean everything on your own reason and understanding because that's actually not wise in God's eyes. Basically, he's saying get ourselves and our brain off the throne and put God back on the throne. There are times when our brains are in the way and we need to remove us from the throne because we're not king, we're not God, and put him on the throne. It's really fascinating in Tim's story. He talked about the fact that the voice of God, he couldn't rationalise. And you know, we didn't actually plan that he would use that word. I love how God works, yeah? We didn't plan that that story was going to connect today with this. So I wonder maybe today, whoever you are, maybe someone needs to hear that word, that actually you need to stop rationalising the voice of God. 
to actually get yourself off the throne and put God on the throne. Because there are times listening is a spiritual experience, not a logical one. What would it look like to no longer let our thoughts control our mind, but God's thoughts, to put him on the throne? You know, the second blocker that can get in the way of us hearing the voice of God is our feelings. Our feelings can block us from hearing God's voice. Sometimes when it comes to hearing God's voice, we feel feelings of fear or feelings of shame. Maybe fear of of getting it wrong or fear of being out of control. Maybe fear of of lack that that maybe God's going to run out of his voice. And if I get it wrong, he'll stop and I'll, I'll kind of lose the blessing and I won't keep hearing from him. Or maybe feelings of shame that, yeah, but I sin and I'm not worthy and I, I don't deserve to hear God's voice. But again, we actually go to the Bible, to God's word, to hear the truth. And rather than let our feelings dictate what's going on, we actually need God's word to speak the truth into those situations. See, rather than feeling fear of failure, we actually need to know we are loved and accepted. We are loved and accepted by our God. We're his children. So we start from a place of loving and belonging. It says in 1 John 3, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. We are loved. We don't have to come from a place of fear of failure. We are loved and accepted as we are. And we don't need to fear getting it wrong. John 10, 4-5 says, His sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they do not recognise a stranger's voice. I love this. Jesus is promising that we can actually tell the difference between his voice and that which isn't. So we don't need to think, oh, what if I get it wrong? What if I don't hear? Jesus says, you'll know me. If you follow me, you will know my voice. I love how Kath Liversay puts it. She says, We need to trust the Lord's ability to lead us more than the enemy's ability to deceive us. I love that. We need to trust God's ability to lead us more than the enemy's ability to deceive us. God is king. He is speaking. He will speak to us. Rather than feeling a fear of lack that we're going to run out and maybe it's like a tap that's going to turn off at any point, we need to recognize God has an abundance. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He has so much goodness to give us. And Jesus, when speaking about asking God for things, he actually says in Matthew 7, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? God has more than enough. He has an abundance. He is not going to run out anytime soon. And he has everything we need as his children. So we don't need to feel this fear that it's going to run out or I'm going to get it wrong. And we don't need to feel feelings of shame because each and every one of us is forgiven and given a fresh start. Romans 6.10 says, The death he died, he died to sin once for all. All of us, all our sin dealt with. We are forgiven, we are loved, we belong. We don't need to be concerned and worried that we don't deserve it. Because in ourselves, we haven't done anything, but everything he has done is more than enough that we are loved and he longs to speak to us. But you know, when we subscribe to these thoughts, 
these lies, these feelings, we're not good enough, we don't hear the voice of God. We're actually living like orphans rather than children of God. See, we are his kids, yeah? We are adopted into his family. God is our dad. And dads love to speak to their kids. God wants to speak to us. Let me read from Ephesians 1. It says, Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. He had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. We have a God who loves us and adopts us into his family. But the problem is sometimes we, we live like we kind of know that in our head, but we don't actually live it in our heart and our life and our feelings. So we think, yeah, okay, I, I hear that I'm adopted, but we live like orphans. We live like we don't have a place to belong and a family where we're welcome and we're accepted. We live like we have to strive. And maybe if I just work hard enough and do enough, maybe God will accept me and maybe he'll affirm me and maybe I'll be loved. But actually, that's not how it works. We don't have to strive to hear his voice. He's our dad. He adopts us into his family and we're his kids and he genuinely wants to talk to us. We need to know the lies that maybe are stuck in our heads and our hearts. That God is saying, that is not true. I'm speaking and I want you to hear me. You know, I can remember a number of years ago seeing other people around me hearing God's voice and they'd be like, God really said this to me and this to me and I'd be like, God doesn't speak to me. I remember seeing people around me thinking, I want that, but I don't know, because maybe God just doesn't speak to me. Maybe that's just not my thing. It's just not my gifting. It's not how I'm wired. And I decided I didn't want that to be the case anymore. And so I decided I really wanted to hear God's voice. I'm his kid. I want to hear from him. And so I chose to believe the truth that we find in God's word, not the lies or the feelings I could have been stuck on. And what I decided to do was just to pray and say, God, I get that you speak. I want to start hearing. Please let me hear your voice. I want to start hearing from you. And I decided to read the Bible and believe the truth and keep praying and keep saying, I'm going to look for you, God. I'm believing you're speaking and I'm going to keep looking. And I remember over time, it started that in worship, I would experience God's peace. I remember worshiping and going, I'm feeling God's presence. This is wonderful. I remember I would read God's word and it was as if Words off the page were literally jumping up at me. It was like God was speaking into my situation as I kept reading God's word. And I remember gradually in time when I would pray for people, God would give me a picture or a verse and he would prompt me. And I look back and see how God has started to talk and talk and more and more. And I have started to notice because I chose to believe the truth of his word that he speaks. And I wanted to ask and say, God, speak to me. What does it look like for you today to put aside the lies, the thoughts, the feelings and hold on to the truth and start to listen and start to notice? The third blocker that can get in the way and the final one I want to talk about today is this idea of our agenda. Our agenda can block us from hearing the voice of God. I don't know if you've used filters on photos. You know how you can use like black and white and sepia or maybe on Snapchat, you know, use your funky little filters or if you've got Marco Polo and do a voice filter, I kind of like that. That's a lot of fun. But we can put filters on things to distort an image or a noise. 
And a lot of times our agendas can distort like a filter to the voice of God. Our agenda can even sometimes masquerade as really good stuff, even kingdom business, even godly things, but our agenda can twist and distort like a filter on God's voice. Things like our opinions about people and things can distort what we're prepared to hear God say to us. Things like our agenda for another person could distort how we're prepared to pray for them or hear God in that situation. Things like a desire to impress someone or please others can distort how and what we hear from God. Maybe our apathy or even our theology, even what we believe about God can actually be a filter to what we're prepared to hear from him. Now, I love with Mel's story that she was so open and vulnerable, but her theology didn't make her stuck. You know, she talked about wanting to hear God, having him heal her and restore her, and he didn't. And she could have gone, well, that's it, I'm done. You know, if God doesn't heal, I'm out. But her theology actually meant that she could find God in the midst of the pain because she knows that our God is present in all circumstances. The challenge can be when our thoughts, our agendas, our opinions can actually block and filter what God is saying to us. Kath Liversay says it like this, when we hold such agendas in overly high esteem, they actually become idols in our hearts and we're in danger of mistaking the voice of our idols for the voice of God. I wonder what's the loudest voice in your life? What is the loudest voice in your life? Is it your desires, your opinions, your things that you're trying to focus on, or is it the voice of God? Because that is the invitation that we have to make God's voice louder than any other when we choose His kingdom over our agenda. And we need to examine our hearts, each and every one of us, to do that. Matthew 6 says, But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. It is only when we choose to lay down our agenda, to take off the filter, to say, I want to seek your kingdom first, that God's voice will resound with such clarity. We need to hand over our agenda. Now, these are three of the blockers that can get in the way, our thoughts, our feelings, our agendas. And maybe as you're listening today, maybe something really kind of you go, yeah, I resonate with that. These things can get in the way. But the question I want to ask then, if we can see that and be aware of it, what do we do? How do we tune these things out? How do we move them on so we can hear the voice of God with clarity? We need God's Spirit to transform our minds. We actually need the Holy Spirit to transform our minds to give us a renewed way of thinking, which then gives us a renewed way of living. We read in Romans 12, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. See, these blockers, they are removed as the Spirit does a work in us, as He restores us. We're sitting in this restore series this year as the Spirit restores us, as He transforms our minds. See, our God is so committed to each and every one hearing His voice, that He is speaking and that He provides His Spirit to do the work so that we can hear from Him. And He invites us to participate. 
He invites us to get on board with what he's doing rather than resist and push back to actually go, God, I, I want to step into all that you have for me. And there's three steps, three simple things that we can do as we participate in him renewing our mind. To recognize, repent and renew. Three simple steps, recognize, repent and renew as the Holy Spirit is at work in us. We need to recognize. We need to actually become aware. What are our blockers? We're all different. We're all wired differently. We need to take that time to recognize, is it my thought patterns? Is it the feelings that I'm experiencing? Is it words someone else has spoken over me? Is it my agenda? Is it that I only want what I want and not prepared to hear God's voice? It's about recognizing first, asking God to reveal to us, what is it that is the blocker for me, for you? Because as God's word says, he is speaking. He wants to speak to us. So we need to recognize what is the blocker we've put up in its place. And then the second step is to repent. Not just to go, yeah, that's my problem and move on, but do something with it to actually say, please forgive me, God. I'm sorry that I've made my agenda more important. I'm sorry that I've actually subscribed to those lies and that false belief that's not true. I'm sorry for what I've received from others and I forgive them. Or I'm sorry for what I've made louder than you, God, because I actually want to silence that and I want your voice to be the loudest. And then it's about renewal, renewing and letting the Holy Spirit renew us, sitting in God's word and renewing our mind with the truth that our God is alive. He is speaking. He is active. He is personal. He's this wonderful, incredibly mind-blowing conundrum of being all-powerful and creator of the universe, yet he intimately loves me and you. And letting that renew our minds and start to hear from him. But you know, sometimes we do all this and the voice of God still feels really quiet. Sometimes we do all of this and I just, it feels like it's really quiet and I can remember when my kids were little, I used to love to snuggle them on my lap and I'd bring them in really close and I'd say, I love you, you're special, you're my treasure. And I'd whisper these things to them. Now, I could have yelled that to them across the room, I love you, but there was something about pulling them in real close that they had to snuggle in, that they had to steal themselves that they had to really listen to their mum saying, I love you. And you know, sometimes I wonder if God is the same with us. He is so committed to the relationship that he whispers because he longs for us to be so close as his child. He longs for us to draw near, to come close, to still ourselves enough and lean into our dad to hear his voice because the relationship is so important to him. He longs for us to know him personally as his children. Our God is a God who speaks. And my hope and prayer is that each one of us, wherever we are, online or in the room, that we hear his voice personally. That we come to him, we recognise the barriers and we ask for forgiveness but then we say Holy Spirit speak I'm going to draw near I'm going to still myself Dad speak to me 
we're going to come to a time of communion to actually do that together today as family.